it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to the Scumbar Podcast, episode 70, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, gotta go fast, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today, the blue fuzzball speed demon himself. Zoom. Zoom. Whoa. Whoa. Zoom, zoom, oh. zoom. Ah. Oh. Anthos. <laughs> You know, I, well done. Well, uh, thank you. While I was doing that, actually, okay, when you said that, I wasn't sure, were you referencing Sonic? Yeah, he says gotta go fast, so I just... Okay, that. okay, just making sure. Because then, gotta go fast. I was thinking, like, he's not that fuzzy, but I guess he is fuzzy. He's he's spiny. I don't know, I never saw the movie, but yeah, in the, in the games, he always looked fuzzy to me. Really? In the games, he looks all, like, shiny and... I guess he like, would metallic. be, he's a hedgehog, so I guess he would be spiky. He, but he should be spiky, yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of. Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe fuzzy is not the right word. No, yeah. I think it's the right word because then when we furry, see, maybe when we see the. Well, I haven't seen it, but the the movie that came out, <laughs> I think he's fuzzy. Is he not in that? It's probably fuzzy. Yeah, I think he is a little fuzzy. Yeah. Anyway. Well, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to the Gumbar Podcast. Anthos, how you doing? I'm doing. How you, you doing? doing? I am also doing. Good. That's uh, that's a pretty good clarification. Anything new in your life? What's going on? Uh oh. Whoa, oh, jeez. Um, probably. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, oh, we finished, um, my wife and I finished watching Descendants of the Sun. So it's a, a Korean drama from 2016, I believe. Mm. Um, so that's like our third one that we've finished. You guys are really into those no, Korean fourth. dramas. That's our fourth one. Yeah, yeah. I we're... still have your other one written down. I haven't checked it out yet. Oh, I have it written fine. down. Eventually, you might get to it like in a couple decades. I've got lists, and I do inevitably look at those lists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have this, takes me a long I, time. I also look at my list, and I don't go through them. That's just what the lists are for. They're just, they're just for gawking at. Mm, um, maybe. Other than that, I don't know. What else have, have I been up to? That and I feel like I will. Oh, watched Hamilton um yeah we watched because hamilton. his name was robert hamilton yes and i enjoyed it i i wasn't sure like what to expect because uh like the premise that i was given before watching it was it's a whole broadway done in rap and like i've never really been a big fan of listening to rap um also mm. like i find that i can't understand rap because it's a lot a lot of the times it's just too fast and maybe i'm just like not really paying attention enough to the words and i'm really listening to just the beat and the music like Whoa. the background is is rap an acronym rhythm and poetry is it actually well i don't know if it actually is i was, I was gonna say really awesome poetry but i oh. just got that like i was trying to make a joke and then i was like whoa wait a minute holy smokes is this a thing you know i, I wouldn't <laughs> rhythm and poetry you might be right i maybe yeah i'm wow. <laughs> mind blown hamilton is suddenly a good musical nice okay i'm gonna leave it at that that's that's me that's my news hey i also tried to watch hamilton i watched the first song and i do like that song to hamilton we went over this a little bit before the podcast i do like that song the the main hamilton song um i think it's pretty good i'm just not really into rap music all that much or hip-hop and so i i listened to a few other ones like um take my shot or or not gonna not, miss my not shot or whatever. My shot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I just wasn't into it as much. I just couldn't really. I don't know. It didn't catch me. But that first song really did capture me because it's a good story and it's. I don't know, and, and I do like the music. I think that it's uh, for some reason the first song is good, but when I watched the Disney Plus Hamilton Live thing, I don't know why the song sounded not as good to me watching it. So I watched that and I was like, okay, whatever, and turned it off. I actually watched on YouTube the recorded version, mm-hmm. and uh, that just sounded a lot better. So if I went to Spotify and I just downloaded it, so the Hamilton first song on spotify i think that's the way you should hear that song but on the live one on disney plus for some reason everyone gets a little bit drowned out a little bit with their their oh. mic so it's harder to like hear some of the pickups in the background like especially uh lin-manuel miranda mm-hmm. he's got some lines where the just you wait where he's like doing that in the background oh, but it right, gets yeah. really drowned out with all the other guys kind of shouting at you mm-hmm. so it's um I, I i don't mean to mean i don't mean to say that the production was done poorly or anything stupid like that i just 
to me, I couldn't hear what I wanted to hear, I guess, in the song as much in that version. So I like the recorded version better. And the recorded version, it's like a studio recorded or is it a live? I believe it must be. Oh, yeah, because it's it, all the levels are changed like to direct where the song mm. is supposed to go and stuff, it seems. Um, but it's it's just good. I like that song. I should give the play like an actual listen. I should go through the whole play at some point. Um, sure, you should probably also watch it at the same time while you listen. Or sorry, yeah, I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess I should watch it. Um, I do like American History, so I don't know why I wouldn't like this musical. I should like it for the story at least, if I don't like it for the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume but, uh, some of the information is actually accurate. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about the historical accuracy of Hamilton the musical, but <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's decent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I gotta check it out. Cool. Essentially, I need to check it out more. Uh, in my life, the only real new thing, other than the dog has gotten bigger, uh, is that we are building a shed in the background right now. In the in the backyard, not in the background. <laughs> in the backyard, uh, my fi- my fiance, her father, and I are building the shed, and that's been fun. But it's it's been a lot of work, but it's been fun. So we've got the biggest part to building anything in the backyard for us. It's always the the ground. Uh, it's, it's always like leveling the ground and then putting the, we got pyramid blocks that we're putting in and then getting all the boards and the blocks. All of that is the hardest and longest part of building the shed. So that takes up, I'd say like 75% of building the shed is just that. Wow. So then we now got to the point where we've got all the beams in, we got the whole foundation and all the beams and everything's leveled and uh, we're ready to then put the plywood down and then we can just put the walls and the roof and we're good to go. So, you know, uh, I did this once with my fiance and her father uh, at a property of theirs and we did a, a power shed. And we did it up there. And I, he kept saying the whole time, he's like, you know, the walls and the roof and everything, it goes on in like two seconds. It's really quick. And I was always like, yeah, right. Like, that's going to take us just as long. But no, it's funny. You literally just, uh, you, you, you lean them up and then you start stapling them all in. Not actually, but you start yeah. nail gunning them all in and then screwing and everything that you can and getting all your joysticks and stuff in. And then boom, it's just, it, it's done. You suddenly just have your shed. So cool. I'm excited. I can't wait for us to get a shed. It's a, uh, it's an eight by 12 shed and we currently have a six and a half by seven and a half shed. So we're going to get a lot more square footage in there. So we can actually fit our lawnmower in there, which is going to be nice. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you'll, you're mainly just using it for storage, I guess. Right. It's mo it's all storage. Yeah. The other thing too, is the shed we have right now is one of those Costco sheds that you just buy and it's, uh, it's right on the ground level. So the rats get in it and the bugs get in the moisture gets in there and all that uh... is horrible. So the shed we have right now is about a foot off the ground. So it's quite high. We'll put a little ramp there, but it's nice being that high because it's not going to have as much moisture and hopefully no vermin and stuff like that are getting in. Yeah. So with the shed, so like you've got the one from, uh, sorry, you said it was Costco? Oh, I don't know if it's from Costco, but it's, it's a pre-purchased shed from somewhere. Okay. So that one, and then you've got this one that you're actually building, but yeah, we're building this one out of the lumber and the cedar you, wood. So did you have like plans to follow or some sort of like instructions or something or is it, uh, is it all just like no no it's it's my fiance and uh and her dad they kind of they're they're more knowledgeable with all this kind of stuff i'm more the lackey who just kind of does the work that they tell me to do okay um but they she you know she does the blueprints down she writes the square footage what she wants and kind of a basic layout or design of how she wants to shed nothing fancy we just want a workable shed cool and then uh her and her father kind of like work on you know yeah, the functionality, I guess it just, just, I guess uh, the materials needed to then build that piece of shed and then we just work it out. Hmm. But yeah, it's, it's nothing special. It's a rectangle. So it's, uh, it's not like it's super fancy or crazy. And then the roof is also a sloped roof instead of like a gable roof. So it's not like the traditional house. It's just going to be the one slanted slope. Ah. So it, that way we're going to have the water directed down. We're going to put a trough on it mm-hmm. and then redirect that water into a rain barrel. So we can then use the rain barrel for watering their crops and stuff. So, whoa, cool. Yeah. Everything's planned out. I know. That so, so that's in the next couple of weeks, we'll get that done. So, uh, if there is a future where you're going to be coming over to, uh, visit the house, you I will be see. I, I, I think you're going to be seeing that all completed and done. So that'll be nice. Okay. I hope so. Okay, cool. I thought you were going to say that I will be recruited to help as a lackey. Oh. <laughs> uh no i wouldn't worry about that no it's a weird thing with the shed uh, my fiance told me this and she's like if there's too many people it actually gets harder and i was like mm. oh, maybe it's... and i didn't really believe her but i think the three of us working on it is actually kind of the number you want if you i can see how if you had two like more people it actually would be a little bit of a hindrance but okay whatever. more just people getting in the way and i, guess, I think so there's only so yeah. much you can do right like a lot of it's just like screwing in different boards and different things you can prepare stuff beforehand to make it go a little bit faster but at the same point you're just you're all in this you know 
eight by 12 space so yeah, right again yeah there's only so much you can do anyways this podcast isn't really about construction or anything i just that's what's nope, going on in my totally personal life so. is. that's all it, that's all that's about <laughs> we did say everything in between yes. so we uh we covered ourselves that way yeah uh let's move into something i like to call ye old news ye and old the very news. first thing in ye old news that i like to do is say would you like to hear a pirate joke <laughs> <laughs> well that's different okay sure um What's a pirate's favorite part of a song? The hook. Ah, you got it. Yes. <laughs> I know. Nice. Well done. Thank you. That was good. That was well done. I, I didn't good. start off with that. I started off with melody. And I'm like, no, there's nothing there that sounds like piratey. <laughs> and then I thought chorus. And I thought, what's another name for a chorus? The hook. Chorus. Chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the hook. Well done. Thank Good you. job. Thank you. Cool. All right. Let's get into ye old news. What do you got for me today? Uh, got a bunch of things. Um, so do I. I'm really hoping we overlap on some of these because I've got too many. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, well, let's see. My first one. Oh, I'll mention this one. And probably my, maybe this is my favorite of the news. <laughs> favorite news of the day. <laughs> uh, so my favorite esports team, Cloud9 and yeah, their rivals tsm so there was a show match so this wasn't part of the regular season uh standings but they had it um they had a match just the other day and it was based on previous rosters so like the original roster of, of c9 cloud9 um mm. and more or less the original roster of tsm but their main uh like honestly their main and best player wasn't on that day wasn't playing that day and i think it's because he's probably um busy playing in the like the regular regular season schedule so uh i, I feel like the the match would have gone completely differently had he been a part of but part of it but um either way it was a fun match and it wasn't meant to be like like a serious game or anything like that it's really just like mm -hmm. hey like this is for the fans um some of these players have not actually been playing for the past couple of years like they kind of either right. they retired like professionally and then maybe they're still playing on the side or streaming or something but it's just a fun match just to to kind of bring back the hype for the teams and um yeah so c9 pretty much won by a landslide um but oh. uh which is i mean it was it's fun to watch it would have been more fun if there was a bit more of a challenge but um so just to break this down like before the match actually starts there's a ban phase so each team takes turns banning certain champions because they know that the other players they they might have like a main champion that they play so if, if that player plays that champion that they could be they might do like really 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 well so they want Weird. to take the, away that champion so that the character so that the player cannot use them is that like tournament rules yeah this is in this is in ranked uh um, wow ranked and tournament so and that kind of stuff how many can you ban do you are you able, is it like one to one like you can ban as many as like your team number is or so, something like each team member gets to ban one person or one champion from the other side sort of like so yeah each team has five people on the team and each team gets five uh ban picks wow so and yeah you alternate interesting so that's uh, i never even thought about that for strategy but that's that's very that totally shakes the whole game up that's mm -hmm. pretty crazy yeah i think it's a smart move because otherwise you can't have one main then you always have to have an alt exactly and, and a, or maybe a few alts i guess at that point mm -hmm. so it, it, it's supposed to encourage like um not just an individual player having a, a wider pool to play from wow. but it also encourages the team to have to adapt based on um what is even available I'd like to see that in uh, like Smash Bros tournaments or other fighting game tournaments and stuff too, because that is a, a staple of those kinds of tournaments. I mean, it's like People only having... mains, right? They like characters or players pretty much only play the one. Exactly, like two. everyone's Ryu, or they're like, um, or or everyone's playing as Fox or something. Like they just have that one character that becomes their character. It's almost like a mascot for them as a fighter. Mm -hmm. But I love that challenge of the banning of a of a champion yeah it's very interesting i've never yeah. heard of that before but that kind of just blew my mind yeah so anyways in this band phase uh so like i said they take turns um but cloud nine so i think they went into the game kind of knowing that you know this is this is kind of a match for the fans who know of this like original roster and so mm. like it's just a fun match we're gonna play some like mostly the champions that like we played like back then um which are not necessarily meta champions that people would pick nowadays so like the kind of like the old school flavor and then they, um, during the ban phase, they picked champions. They banned champions that spelled out uh, TSM. Like the first letter of those champions' names. <laughs> so they were just TS having fun with it. Yeah, so TSM and then XD, like that smiley face, like when you yeah. type it out XD. 
Um, and that was pretty much just a show. Like they're just they're just having fun. Like it's a fun match. That's cool. So, I, I mean, that's that's always fun to watch. Anyways, it's yeah. like an exhibition match, right? It pretty much was an exhibition match. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. And it was nice because like I I think I might have mentioned this a couple of months back, but the last player um, who was a part of that team. Uh, finally left and so like i had mm, yeah. less of a reason to watch that team and so watching them come back all together like i finally got to wear my jersey sit Aww. back relax and watch them have fun together and yeah so it's, uh, it was nice to watch the match wow yeah. that's cool yeah how about you and what's your news um there's a big thing recently going on in the gaming circles uh video game prices in the united states so with the new next gen consoles we have been a little bit speculative of to what the prices are going to be um for reference, video game prices in the United States haven't changed since the cartridge era, and they've been $59.99 for video games. So, uh, game prices in the United States are about to jump up to $79.99. Whoa! Yeah, so this is actually only sports titles so far. That It, it was like a basketball game, I believe. It was NBA 2K, probably, 2K21. Uh -huh. um, and it got revealed at $79.99. But this doesn't mean that video games are going to be $79.99. 79.99 this just means sports titles are and in my opinion sports titles since they're annual they're a little bit lesser so i wouldn't be shocked if we actually saw an 89.99 for video game prices in the united states now for you and i it's a little bit different because we are canadian so the video game prices did uh, jump up to 69.99 and i believe now they are 79.99 or the 74.99 sometimes on the games for sports games or just any other game J in games in general i believe AAA just the regular titles, retail price yeah like headliner titles like main games that come out like new games are 79.99 and they have yeah, been 79 for the past, yeah. i think year but something so. to keep in mind though is the canadian dollar is not as strong as the american dollar so just because our games have changed in price that's not a reflection of the video games or the developers or anything like that that's actually more of just a reflection of our dollar just kind of failing in a sense mm -hmm. and uh everything shooting up a little bit with inflation in price mm -hmm. and then also a little bit of price gouging in my opinion but um for the states this is a big deal because they have not changed they've stayed at 59.99 now they're changing which actually means we're gonna get a price increase as well yeah uh, ours will probably ours will probably go up to like 109 or something unrealistically oh, that's scary it, it, you know what's stupid it goes to the nine just to round it up so like that's a, that's not actually the representation of inflation that's just to round it up. Yeah, that's true. So, like, the, the jump when we had it from $59.99 up to, like, the $69.99, I remember that $10 jump, that wasn't representation of $10 in our dollar failing. That's just to jump up to $10 more. Um, now, in my opinion, and this might be a little bit controversial, but in my opinion, this is good for video gaming. I actually think this is really good, and I don't mind paying more for games that are good quality. Hmm. Uh, I think it's totally fine for games to go up in price, because I actually don't really know how these video game companies were selling their games at $59.99 still. Yeah. Like, how does Red Dead Redemption 2 sell at $59.99? The same price as, like, the Crash Bandicoot remade series that came out at 59.99 it's it's very strange and i don't like how video game prices have always been 59.99 and they all are at that level it's bad for people that want to make smaller games that are good little indie titles and it's bad for companies that want to make triple a gigantic games mm -hmm. um it also breeds that whole motivation for dlc uh and for uh premium content to pay for later because then these companies try to make their money some other way right yeah. mm -hmm. So I actually like the idea of increased prices, and I'm hoping we get more dynamic prices. Like I said, with the sports title being $79.99, maybe we'll see that next Rockstar GTA 6 at something like $129, and a, and a Legend of Zelda or something for $129. But then a new title that we've never heard of for maybe down at $79.99 as well, because we don't really know if it's good or not yet. Yeah, so it's kind of like a price per genre kind of thing. Yeah, I would rather see a model like that, I think. Like, people just recently bought Last of Us 2. Huge game crazy numbers in sales it did really really well mm -hmm. if that game was 89.99 or 99.99 i still think it would have sold really really well i think people would have loved it but that being said if that happens also the other games have to come down in price mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah. that's just my thoughts on it but what do you think uh well i guess i wonder if that's going to change um like if the model would then include price differences for physical versus digital because like as of now it doesn't um yeah. unless um, unless there are some games where it does but that only that's probably just like the odd sale that comes up or um, like maybe stores is trying to get rid of stock. But um, like, I guess I'm curious to know what the future holds then, because with the PS5 introducing two different consoles for um, the physical and the all digital version, which will definitely be priced at different prices or will definitely well, be priced. Differently. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be priced differently. I was wondering about that. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure. 
and I'm thinking we might see like a five five ninety nine price, and it might mm. be five ninety nine for both. The only That's, thing yeah. is that what'll change is the uh, hardware Store, on the inside, yeah. uh, the storage or space. Storage yeah. size. So we might see five ninety nine, but one terabyte for the disk drive version, and a two point five or three terabyte or four terabyte or something for the digital version. Right. Um, yeah. We might see something like that, and then they're the same price. Because I don't know, different prices might confuse people more. So mm -hmm. if I was Sony, I'd probably look at a model like that where they stayed at the same price. Yeah. Okay. So well, I guess I guess because of that, I I would still be curious to know if that's going to affect anything. Um, and then. Mm -hmm. like if they were to change the to, to by genre like how would you because the thing is like even even by maybe by publisher not by genre pu yeah or like rockstar i think has the credibility and the credence to be able to make a game at a larger price just as nintendo would mm -hmm. uh but you know something like activision or uh ubisoft or something i don't think right now is or ea games i guess right now the public aren't as happy with them yeah i feel like they wouldn't be able to price it at a higher level yeah but then it also comes down to like what does that specific game offer right in terms of like playability Definitely. because like there's Definitely. there are the games that are just like a one-time playthrough but even still yep. like they might take like like one like a one playthrough game is probably like they're usually on like the shorter side but they could still offer like a lot of fun and um but you could also have like a one playthrough game or sorry um like a, a 60 hour game that could be like a one playthrough like you wouldn't really get as much out of it playing it the second time so yeah, I mean, well for the amount of entertainment you do get out of a video game though and for that price point it's a little unfair i think for the video game developers um there's so much that's in a game there's a lot of production put into it but there's just so much also available in a game so much you get out of it entertainment wise or yeah. at least let's hope in let's say the ultimate game but when you watch a movie it's like a two and a half hour movie you spend 30 bucks in a movie theater these days trying to get everything set up <laughs> go and like watch it with a friend or something and mm -hmm. you go to the movie theater go see a movie it's 30 bucks um get your popcorn get your drinks whatever it is yeah it it is expensive or you buy the blu-ray of a movie it can be i don't know what's the price of a blu-ray today like 29.99 canada here is um, it? I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> maybe it's thirty four ninety nine. I don't know. It's somewhere around there, and that's like what half the price of a video game, which is ten times the length, and that's at minimum. Yeah. <laughs> like... Okay, I'm looking up Blu-ray DVD. Okay, name name a Blu-ray. Name a movie. Um, Avengers Endgame. Okay. Endgame Blu-ray. Canadian prices, people. Canadian prices. Canadian prices. Endgame <laughs> Blu-ray. Yeah, twenty six ninety nine. Or if you get the four yeah, okay. K Ultra Ultra HD Blu-ray combo, it's thirty six ninety nine. Canadian, right. but yeah yeah and yeah so i don't know i mean things are already expensive for little entry well i mean i'm not saying that avengers is little entertainment but for something that is 2.5 hours let's say then a video game red dead redemption storyline is like 40 plus hours and that's if you just did storyline there's obviously so much more to the game than just that is it only 40 uh, hours i thought it was much longer well if you add in all the side stories and all that then yeah you can probably make the storyline a lot longer than that right i mean i think i already had put a couple days worth into that game um and i was barely through the story mm, okay so it's kind of up to you yeah but anyways yeah I, we don't have to spend so much time on this topic it's just that uh it's an interesting thing in the video game world right now it's a, a, a hot topic and people are talking about it so i feel like i felt like we had to mention it yeah wow that's a good thing to mention oh wow uh well <laughs> what else you got um okay well i got a let's see i got a few more things um one is kind of like a, a trail of kind of sad tragic stories um but oh, no lately there's just been a lot of uh deaths and um it just seems like it's uh, it's so frequent i hear these all from you i, I don't i like at the moment i have zero idea who has died because i don't know like well, i don't have any social media or anything that tells me who's died recently so well then i guess i'm just i'm your i'm your news post um, yeah you're my newspaper so uh and this is in no particular order and and these are all i think within the past uh Oh, like a couple days. And one was towards the end of June, so a couple weeks. But um, so Naya Rivera, who played uh, Santana on Glee, um, was out. Oh, wow. She was out. Uh, I think she might have been boating with her four-year-old son. Um, and they, uh, she drowned. Uh, I don't think they 100% confirmed how, but yeah. So, um, wow. So sad news there. Uh, Elvis Presley's grandson I believe committed suicide. Uh, John Travolta's wife passed away oh, due to breast cancer. I actually did hear about that one, the Travolta wife. Mm. Uh, Carl Rayner, who um, who was at the age of ninety eight, so he's an uh, actor comedian. Um, hmm. Recently, I saw him in uh, Parks and Recreation, um, which oh. we just started watching. So I watched. I think the episode that I watched him was like the day I found out that he died. 
Oh, no. Uh, which was just so odd. Um, and then uh, Grant Imahara, who was one of the hosts of Mythbusters, um, he was 49 years old and he had a brain aneurysm. Uh, and this is Wait, all... which one was he? Grant Imahara was the Asian one. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. 49 oh. years old. And brain aneurysm. I don't know if brain aneurysms Holy are technically smokes. things that tend to happen to older people or if, it just, if it's uh, due to some sort of other trigger, but... Still, I mean, I don't know. That's that's young. That so. sucks. I like that guy. I have good memories of that show. Me too. Lots. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, very very tragic news. Um, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to you know their families and for sure hope that they're all able to to cope with uh, with what's going on in their lives amidst everything else that's going on. But yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So tragic news there. But um, on to other news. I have. Uh, that's a little bit more uh, light. <laughs> that Dave Filoni has been selected as the executive producer for the upcoming Bad Batch Star Wars Clone Wars sequel series coming in 2021. Is it going to be the same like art style as Clone Wars? Uh, I haven't seen any information like that. And I don't know oh. if they have revealed any information other than... Dude with the all the hype producers? from clone wars this final season you knew something had to happen yeah like, for sure they had to like, like they, they're gonna carry on more uh darth maul they're gonna carry on more ahsoka like they're gonna bring so much good stuff to this i certainly hope so and dave filoni like he's not one to just toss stuff in like for no reason like yeah he he's a good storyteller and he well and he's making them money mo- most importantly for disney well, at least. Yeah, he's, he definitely <laughs> really is like if, if you see like the comments of people um like on instagram or like anything to like I'll, I'll see like on their star wars the star wars account like instagram it's not dave filoni's and it's not like clone wars instagram but like it's the star wars instagram account yeah like, once in a while there'll, there'll be a post and like i think in every post like somebody comments about dave filoni like dave filoni needs to do this like bring yeah. back dave filoni for this like you know he's he's definitely known by like the, the star wars fans that um at least know about like no more than just what it what the movies are about right so well there was so much momentum in the mc universe especially before endgame like every time a marvel movie is coming out there's just momentum so no matter what your movie is going to get so many people going to the theater mm-hmm. and uh when star wars was doing these recent sequels se- sequel trilogy things yeah um the momentum started really strong and then it just kind of wavered and then fell and we really lost momentum for star wars as a brand but what's funny is like the small bits of Star Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars, suddenly had so much momentum. Star Wars The Mandalorian had so much momentum. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're you're almost shocked because you see this movie that's like moving at like a snail pace. And then you like look over and there's this train whizzing by of Mandalorian and everyone's talking about it. And you're just like, holy smokes, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. But it's like somehow Dave Filoni has actually created these properties where we the fans are enjoying them enough to talk about them to, to actually want to know more. Um, and also we're, we're putting money to disney so disney's now just like okay they want dave filoni we want dave filoni yeah. it's win-win <laughs> like this this almost never happens so you just of course everyone wants him to do everything because it's it's perfect for both mm-hmm. it, it, it's a good spot to be in yeah i'm just waiting for, for everyone that, involved yeah i'm waiting for the day that uh, dave filoni just takes over all of lucasfilm oh i know i, I just like, feel honestly, like he's they, gonna inherit it <laughs> i it would be kind of dumb but if they were just kind of like hey we're doing another trilogy and it's gonna involved the skywalker family and dave filoni's doing the whole trilogy i think everyone would be like okay yep yeah that's right sounds good (laughs) (laughs) yep okay i'm fine with that oh and also we're bringing back the old cast from the original trilogy okay yep Yep. i'm I'm in perfect i'm still in thanks good to know (laughs) yeah yeah um i think they could do it yeah uh any more news on your end uh i got a few random things nothing all that important there's a bird box sequel coming to netflix i don't really like the first one i didn't see the first one okay should i sequel coming to netflix i've I would say no, but it was really popular, so okay. go for it if you want. Well, I'll watch half of it then. Um, <laughs> in in video game news, Death Stranding for PC is now available, so you can oh. get on Steam. Oh, cool. So anybody who didn't have it on PlayStation can now get on Steam, which is cool. Okay. Uh, Ghost of Tsush- Tsushima? Ghost of Tsushima uh, released on the PlayStation Sushi 4. Ghost. It's a Sucker Punch title. The guys make Sly Cooper and uh, Infamous and it's apparently not running very well on the original playstation 4s which is kind of a bummer that's what i have it's the original oh, playstation 4 the ps4s so are don't... too slow like they're not powerful enough yeah the original ps4s uh... are one way with their let's say their ram i don't actually know what they changed um 
and then the PS4 Pros came out, and I believe they had a better RAM in it, GDDR4 RAM in there. Okay. And uh, I think that's what they had upgraded, but I, I can't really remember. Um, anyways, PS4 Pros do run faster, and they can handle games at 4K and all these things, but they promised at that time that games that would come out would release on both and still be stable for both consoles. But turns out at the end of the console's life, which is not actually the end of the console's life, it's still it's in its prime right now on the PS4, mm-hmm. um, it's apparently not running very well on the PS4. So it, it kind of sucks for developers because they have to develop for two different benchmarks, but yeah. it is frustrating for the fans as well because if they want to play this game and it's not running well... I was like, what? Are they just going to buy another PlayStation 4 just to have a game run? Like, it, th- that gets to PC territory, which is kind of annoying. So Yeah, well, I kind of feel like then in that case, people would probably wait to opt for buying a PS5 rather than buying yeah, a PS4 exactly. Pro or something. Or, yeah. yeah. I've got a quick thing for news here um, about Far Cry 6. I just wanted to get your take on this. Have you watched the trailer for Far Cry 6? No, but I okay, can't. You don't. Right you de- no, you definitely don't need <laughs> okay. to. Uh, what I'm I'm doing more of a thought experiment for you. Okay. So Far Cry Six, the trailer shows the guy from Breaking Bad, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, the okay. guy who played Gus Frayne. He's okay. like the. I actually yeah. only watched like the first three or four episodes, so oh, I okay. don't know. All You'd of probably them. know this actor. He's he's in a lot, but anyways, he's playing one of the. I guess he's playing the main. Well, he's playing a character. Let's say okay. in this trailer. He's playing a, a father. He looks like he's like the president of um, kind of like a war-torn country. I believe it's a, a fictional country. And he's kind of the, the Presidente kind of character, right? Let oh, me this, he's you. the guy from uh, from Mandalorian and he's the... the oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, I'm going to read you the description. Now you tell me who you play as, okay? Here we go. Here's the description of Far Cry 6. Okay. Far Cry 6 takes place on the fictional Caribbean island of Yara, inspired by Cuba, which is described as the largest Far Cry playground to date and a tropical paradise frozen in time. It is ruled by El Presidente Anton Costilla, a fascist dictator with full control over the island who is guiding his son, Diego, unsure of his own future to follow in his footsteps. Esposito described his character as a leader trying to empower the people uh, to understand that they now need strong leadership, but he's stuck in the middle of this revolution. Esposito said that Anton had been born into a wealthy position, but could not take leadership of the island until his father had dealt with the revolutionaries. So there's obviously a revolution going on Mm -hmm. in this crazy area. You've got that actor I just said. He's the presidente of this whole country. He's trying to get control over it. And he's got this son, this younger son who's come up who can't really be a leader until he's stepped down as a leader. So either dies or steps down as a leader. Who do you play as in this game? Who's the villain? Okay, so you're not giving me options. <laughs> uh, I guess that the uh, the villain. I I I wanted to say the villain is the president, but then, like El Presidente. El Presidente. El Presidente, which is Juan Carlo, right? You said. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's a, a fascist dictator, to me that sounds like he's the bad guy, but then. Well, okay, I'll I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll save you the the trouble here. So <laughs> okay. you are right. Okay, he is the villain. Yeah. Um, and it also was unfair to you. I only explained two characters, but in all fairness, the trailer only shows you those two characters. It's a father showing a son. He makes him hold a grenade, a live grenade, the whole time, and he makes him hold the grenade so it doesn't blow up. Yeah. And he explains to him that holding that grenade is like trying to keep the country in check, you know. Mm. And uh, he takes him up to the roof, and then the son has to throw the grenade. Um. It's an interesting trailer. It's actually really well done story-wise. But regardless, so he's the main bad guy, this El Presidente character. That would lead you to believe that the son yeah. might be the main it's character? He's supposed to rise up and realize this is not the way to do it or something? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No. You play as some random dude. You, the player takes the role of a local Yaran named Danny Rojas, a guerrilla soldier fighting for freedom who attempts to restore their nation back to its former glory. Who is not shown like, in the trailer at all? Not shown in the trailer at all. And also just, I don't know, it seems so weird to me. I was like, ah, it's it's frustrating because this trailer was actually pretty dang good. And I'm, I'm, I used to be a Far Cry fan. I fell off the boat a while back. I used to be a Far Cry fan. But regardless, this trailer looked pretty good for story. And then they got me. They got me with that son character. It's like, what a compelling character. It'll be mm-hmm. great to play as him knowing your father's a villain. What a Luke Skywalker-esque character. Nope. You're playing as some random revolutionary. The player can select Danny's gender at the start of the game. So you're also uh-huh. just you're also just whoever you want to be. Okay. So Danny is a guy or a girl. So it's actually kind of like playing as uh, Skyrim or something where you make your character. Okay. Which is like, oh, why make a story-driven game like this if you're just going to be an anybody in the crowd? 
it just it makes me so frustrated. I was like, oh, like playing as the son would have been way more compelling, I think. Imagine a moment where you might have to kill your own father, mm-hmm. like because of his actions. That's so much more compelling than play as the random revolutionary. Yeah, who by the trailer we have no reason to like. <laughs> we don't know who he is or, or she for this matter. Yeah, oh, that's really interesting. Okay, so sorry, you might have to give me a brief synopsis, but the Far Cry series, what exactly are they about? Just a first-person shooter game. It's it's tries to keep you in the first-person shooter perspective the whole time. Uh, it's got very Ubisoft-esque gameplay mechanics where you have a, a wide open map, so you can free world around the map. Free run, I should say. Um, uh, there's lots of vehicles and lots of different weapons, and it's kind of sandboxy, so you can choose your own way to take out hideouts and stuff. Um, there's always stories, uh, missions, I guess, kind of Grand Theft Auto style that you have to go through to kind of fill out the map there's crafting usually in these games and sometimes there's a little bit of like leveling up like skill sets and perks and stuff like that that you get throughout the game so the it's, game like each game like they're not connected story-wise like each game no has its own story well story. they have small connections but no nothing nothing okay. that big no uh, in my opinion it was really good with far cry 2 it was pretty good with far cry 3 and then it fell off um but i don't know uh, a lot of people disagree with me I, I made a video about that a little while back but a lot of people disagree with me hmm okay. yeah Anyways, that was just a small thing. I just It frustrated me when I saw this trailer. I was talking to my fiance. I don't really play games as much right now, but I saw the trailer and I was like, well, I would watch this. I was like, I totally watched this story. It looks so compelling. Yeah. And then I just read the synopsis because I was interested. I actually was like, oh man, I'll watch someone play Far Cry 6. And I read that synopsis and it just made me so mad. I was like, oh, what a dumb, like I can see the game in my head. It looks like Far Cry 4 now in my head. I can just see it and I'm like, I'd, it's dumb. Like, <laughs> You know, that's interesting, interesting that you say like you would watch it. Like... I, yeah, I feel like I don't have the time to play a game these days. I would just watch someone get get, get through like the story beats and just watch those gameplay a- uh, aspects. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that too because that's also part of uh, part of my topic, which is going to be about streaming. Um, and okay, and yeah, do you, think... sorry, do you want to get into your topic? No, now? no, no, it's okay. Um, I can uh, I can just briefly. Mention oh, well, that it. was the last of my news. Well, <laughs> well then. We guess we might as well just go into my topic then. Topic number one. <laughs> topic number one. So it's actually more directed at you because you have experience as a streamer, as Cast Matt Brush. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, my topic is basically what does it take to be a streamer? Um, <laughs> what does uh, it take? So I, I do have a question kind of guts. lined it takes up. takes a lot of guts, buddy. <laughs> Good. Do you have to show your guts? On stream, is that how is that how it works? Sometimes, if that's that's what gets the views. Nice, just just full on, just guts, guts and glory. Um, that's what I was gonna say. Well, uh, so I guess before I get into the actual questions I have relating to that, um, mm-hmm. what I was gonna say was that it would it kind of makes me think that could there be some sort of potential um, like business opportunity where the developers. Like, knowing that they can, they make these games that already tell, like, a huge story. Um, like, they're not always just, like, chopped up bits, right? But it's, like, they're full-on stories. Um, there's a lot of cinematics. And, like, streamers, stream, streamers who play games, like, they give people an opportunity to watch watch somebody else play the game. Because, yeah, like you said, you don't have time to. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just enjoyable to see somebody play the game because you still get the story out of it like out of just watching them play it um i wonder if there could be potentially this uh like business opportunity where the developers actually hire a specific player or streamer to play the game in the way that they envisioned it when they were making it um so it's almost it's almost like watching like the developer's version of a walkthrough kind of thing but it's Hmm. but it's basically seeing like the game player for hire yeah, it wouldn't be like that. Player for hire by the developers. So that could I be. mean, it's funny because you're, like, you're right. It, it almost already is like that. A developer is hoping that a big YouTuber or somebody who is... Uh, I'll take an example here. So there's a guy I watch on YouTube named John Wolf. He plays a lot of horror games. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can play a horror game and you can pick it apart and you can do a whole bunch of things to it. But there are people out there that appreciate all the subtleties to some of the horror games. And he's one of those people. So... Mm. He will pick apart horror games all the time. He makes fun of them, and he, and he does it really, 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 really well. But a good horror game, he also knows how to play really well. Mm, and okay. I think... Now, this is more opinion, I guess, here, but I believe this is how it goes. I believe the developers would want him to play their game and get that, and that be the first time the public sees it. Because, he, like you said, it's almost like that 
guide or a trailer for the audience to really get into the game and maybe if they get into the first act or so that's enough to entice them to play it themselves or like you said it's not as bad when the person is just watching the game and they didn't actually even buy it themselves mm -hmm. because games are more than just buying them uh they are a brand mm -hmm. right so there's yeah. there's a lot more ways to make money off of a game than just buying the actual retail copy of that game right. kind of getting back to the whole price of the game the, the, the game companies these days have had to find many ways to get people to actually pay for things so mm -hmm. yeah um anyway so some of the questions that i had come uh related to this uh, let's see so um this is more of a streaming versus podcast kind of thing um but do you find that there are similarities like so being now that you've had experience um this isn't your first experience being a um a podcaster what do we call ourselves a pj uh influencers a podcast we are heavy influencers, influencers. <laughs> we're pis podcast influencers we're not private investigators okay so um okay so you you, know, you used to stream games and i don't know if you still have you done any streaming lately uh no i mean i would i wouldn't, wouldn't call myself an active streamer but uh, yeah in the past i used to stream myself playing video games and then i also have done tutorials in the past i've done either video yeah. editing or uh video game development okay so uh do you find that there are similarities being a streamer um as that you would find as being a podcast influencer yes yeah um so i was also i also did a lot of stuff on youtube previously to that and that, that was back in like the 2013 era and the 2013s YouTube, 2013s 2013 aughts yeah and uh <laughs> back then with youtube at least you had to kind of mark yourself as a certain personality you had to really brand better um Everyone had their, you know, whoever subscribed to you and all that kind of stuff, you would have to give them all a name, you know, hey, hey, my gang of chickens or whatever you know, oh, made see. sense to your channel, because um, you were always trying to brand, you're so always did, trying to be Did unique. you call your followers the, the bristles? Uh, the castaways. Of the castaways. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was fun. And it, it, I liked it a lot, but you aren't really yourself. And as you go more and more into your videos, mm. you do build a persona instead of really being, you know, Matt. I'm not Matt. I'm now Castaway Matt Brush. Yeah. Um, now, I was never really famous. I'm, we're talking like D-list celebrity or something, like even further down the list, actually from that, let's say an H-list celebrity. <laughs> okay. But um, <laughs> so I uh, still had a lot of fun with it, though, and had I don't know, active viewers watching my videos and commenting and, and experiencing it with me and had a server at the time that everyone was joined into. We had we maxed it out at like 50 people in the server, which was a lot of fun. You had all these people there just, just there to have fun and, and see and be with you and, and chat and stuff. And that was great. But again, you had to be a persona at that time. So as soon as I moved on to Twitch and did streaming, I noticed right away the differences where I'm not being a persona anymore. Um, oh. I've ne I never did the video chat thing or, or video recording in my face. Uh, which I think does get even more personal mm. and more uh, to just being you. But it was funny. As soon as you, you start Twitch streaming, you can't really just be a persona for four hours. You know, you have to just be you. Mm. So um, I tried. I tried doing the persona for a bit there, and I tried to do, like, 12-hour streaming marathons and stuff. And by hour six, you just lose it. You yeah. can't. You have to just be normal after that. So I'm just being my normal self after that point. And uh, some people don't like it as much because it's not why they started watching you. And so, that's just the reality to it. So are you differentiating, like, Twitch would be, like, the live streaming aspect versus before you were doing, like, this, like, record and upload kind of thing? Like, is that the difference? Yes. That, that, I mean, that, that is the difference. I just mean that the way you approach your audience is totally different from Twitch to YouTube. And the reason I bring up that comparison is because that's why Twitch and podcasting are the same. In podcasting, we're not being personas. Yes, I'm Matt Brush, and yes, you're Anthos, but we are just ourselves at the end of the day. Okay. And I think the more raw, real, transparent you can be, the better your podcast turns out and the better your Twitch stream would be at the end, too. Um, you... You might need to have flair. You might need to have character and personality, which is fine. That's mm -hmm. that's just part of being like a broadcaster or some kind of influencer, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I find being an avid podcast listener, I enjoy people that are just real and normal. And uh, when I was watching YouTube, and even now when I watch YouTube, you, you don't necessarily need someone to just be normal and real with you all the time. Like it is fine if someone's a character or personality a little bit. Mm. That's always fun. Like I, I watch that uh, video game Donkey. Yeah, great YouTuber, really funny. Obviously, that's not what he's like in real life. That is quite a bit of a character he's playing. Yeah, but it also works really well for that one niche style that he's doing. You know, mm -hmm. um, so again, that's the only reason I, I bring YouTube into this whole thing is just because of that's why Twitch streaming or live streaming is is very similar to podcasting. Is just because you're yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of differences though. Showing video uh, on Twitch, 
and trying to have people <laughs> there's a lot of things that um maybe twitch streamers don't mention as much as where, where you're trying to hide your screen a bit like you don't want to show your whole screen there's a big security oh. risk to oh. showing your whole oh, screen that's, on yeah yeah that makes sense yeah. so it's funny when you're trying to do something very simple you might just be trying to navigate to something when i'm doing tutorials i might just be trying to navigate something really simple but you forget in the moment you're like well i can't go to file explorer i can't go to my computer i can't go through my files and you're like um even if you're trying to open up a past project, you're now in your file explorer and looking at your past files. It's like, well, I can't expose my computer to people on the internet. <laughs> so there's all these funny little quirky things that happen on the Twitch streaming stuff that it's you're, you're trying to hide it, right? You might put up a, a banner or something like that. You might put like a come, we'll be right back kind of like video mm. screen. But also, it is funny though. You have to be careful. Yeah. So I guess in those instances, it would help to have like a second monitor. Like the second monitor oh, of would course. be the one where you're actually navigating yeah. through stuff. That would be. You can yeah. Twitch stream with one monitor, but I do not recommend it to anybody out there. I've only ever Twitch streamed with two. Um, I tried once with a laptop and a phone for my secondary monitor to <laughs> yeah. do chat, chat and all that, and it, it was so tough. So I don't ever want to do that again. That's, yeah, like base level streamer. Yeah, it was streamer awful. Yeah, yeah. and that was only because I was remote at the time, so okay. it was not fun. I think that's pretty good advice. Just setting up like two monitors. Um, I actually noticed on uh, on Reddit the other day that Costco has like a two monitor pack. So oh, nice. And it's not like they're they're the best specs for monitors, but I think nowadays you know people working from home too. Uh, I think um, a lot more people are using two monitors anyway. So it's not just for like gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, could be for just for productivity and yeah I think that it goes oh yeah goes as far to include streaming i mean um, working in it everyone it, the standard now is two monitors for just a business practical sense mm-hmm. so anybody working in accounting or anything like that it's a must for two monitors and then we're now even seeing receptionists and stuff having two monitors as well even if they are just mostly greeting people and not using the computer as much uh they still are standardizing at two monitors that's so interesting i'm trying to think of like Oh, the way that I use my like I have two monitors now, and I only started using two monitors uh, a two monitor setup maybe about a month ago, and a lot of what I do on on the two monitors like I can do on one monitor. It just like I guess it's maybe a little bit more efficient to have two monitor setups just uh, um, just because I can kind of reference things a little bit quicker, and uh, yeah. So I guess in a way like it's efficient for me for what I do makes me kind of curious for i'm curious about like how others would would have, like a receptionist like i I'm, maybe they would have multiple documents and lists that they would need to reference but it is what it is i mean we're generalizing for it mostly yeah um to have a standardized uh platform for people uh and i i also was trying to get it to the two monitor mark because it the pros outweigh the cons i guess okay um and also with, with multi-monitors you get used to your setup I mean, I had yeah. three monitors at my last job. I'm now down to one right now. And uh, oh, at three monitors, that sounds I was so used to three monitors. Like, it was incredible. And, yeah. like, I did all my coding on a vertical monitor. And it was so fantastic. I mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. Um, That's now I'm down to do. one. I'm down to one 17-inch monitor right now. And it's, the reason why is because sometimes when you're IT, you have to give everybody else all the cool, shiny toys, <laughs> which is so unfortunate. But your IT budget is normally quite small. And uh, so I have the, the lowest monitor. Um but you just make it work, right? You, you make it work with what you got. Yeah. Uh, but back to Twitch streaming, though, uh, you can't. You can make it work with one. It's just I don't recommend it. Uh, it's so hard, mm. and it's not very hard to get a secondary monitor these days. Most, yeah. well, no, all computers can pretty much run them unless you have a really bad graphics card. But even onboard graphics cards these days can handle multiple monitors. Yeah. And uh, it's not hard to get a secondary monitor, even if you want one for free. You can normally go to some Salvation Army or something like that and find. Uh, people that are just trying to get rid of them or or look on your your craigslist or your free whatevers you know yeah so uh, anyway that's digressing a bit but uh back to back to what you were saying about having um uh kind of building into this persona when you were uh, streaming right. on youtube or uploading videos to youtube do you find that uh with the persona being built in maybe whether it was at the beginning or kind of in the middle like the peak or towards the end of it but did that did that ever find for you to be kind of a distracting element to being a streamer and um not not just that did you find it being distracting but did you ever find that maybe kind of took away from what you were trying to achieve as being a streamer definitely and i i think it's why i don't i didn't enjoy streaming as much okay um when i was doing castaway map rush i would try to do twitch streams every now and then mostly for charity events and for just having like sometimes to try to get new followers to come in so that they would they would know who you are right it was a new platform to get your your name out there yeah um but yeah exactly like you said it was so 
strange so distracting that was a good word trying to be a different persona mm-hmm. that doing all that and then managing your mods managing your your view counts managing uh, like the people coming in and 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 just you know showing the people what they want to see because live is different it's like a play versus a movie right like mm-hmm. so a movie you have full control play you're playing to the audience so you're trying to play up certain things or maybe rush through other things depending on time and uh so with with twitch streaming it didn't work for the platform i had built on youtube okay but that doesn't mean that i couldn't twitch stream it was just that it like you said it was a distraction from what i was trying to do mm-hmm. so i inevitably stopped doing it yeah uh with the castaway map rush persona then i started to bring up the map rush tv persona which is what i i believe i don't even know because i've got like four twitch accounts i think that's <laughs> the one i use now for streaming okay. but it's been almost a year since i've done it and uh actually you know what i used youtube recently for live streaming instead so i was just using my map rush gaming youtube account for it because the youtube live streaming app was actually pretty good it wasn't that bad mm-hmm. um i do prefer twitch but the youtube one was easy enough to do but um I can't remember if I used MapRush TV or MapRush Gaming for the recent Twitch one, but that was when I was just doing some video game coding. And I like that so much better because as I said earlier, you can just be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just like these with a podcast. I could talk for hours here on the podcast. It's just that people don't want to listen for like an eight hour podcast, but people might tune into an eight hour stream. Um, they'll probably jump in an hour four, but they they might come in. And uh, yeah. I don't mind talking for the eight hours if I'm just being very truthful and honest and not trying to be something more than I am. Like you're not trying to cater to the people watching. You're just you being you, and just people. Are not just necessarily, but again, like since it is live, you do try to play a little bit to it. Like yeah. I mean, if I'm video game coding, that can be quite boring pretty quickly. So mm. if somebody wants to see something, like I, I was doing a Pac-Man clone game, mm-hmm. and somebody wanted to see a certain uh, enemy type, and I was like, well, that's interesting. I was like, I don't know how I do that, but like we could try. So then we would kind of work together a little bit with the audience. Like, how would we do this? Like, what, what should the enemy do? How should it act? How should it do this? How should it do that? And then from there, you got to uh, working with it a little bit better. And, and uh, then the audience is seeing kind of what they want to see. So that's kind of I do cool. like that. And I think it's fun. It's audience participation, which gets them more uh, engaged in what you're that's doing. That's much more interactive. Yeah. In that sense, yeah. Now, you don't have to build it that way, but, like, you'll see those moments. You can take them as you will. Just as a stand-up comedian might play to the audience a little bit more on something, if it's really hitting hard yeah. that night, then they'll they'll play more into it, right? So, yeah. it is that live factor with Twitch. And, and again, with podcasting, it's not live, but it has a live feel to it. Um, it does get mm-hmm. edited. Yeah. Like, our show will get edited. Yeah. It does get edited, but it's got more of a live feel because you're, you're with that person opposite to you. Some podcasts are actually recorded live as well, and people are watching them live, which does make it a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does... It, it, podcasts are like hanging out in a room with your buddies, and Twitch is like seeing a live performance on stage. They're not <laughs> the same, but yeah. they have a lot of similarities. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I, I do kind of feel that same way about... Um uh like yeah well the obviously the what we do doing our podcast it is it is live uh like for us um it's not necessarily live for the audience but they they hear a live they end up hearing what was a live version anyway uh other than the little bits of editing here and there like the post-production stuff just to make it cleaner right that's just for the sake of it's not like we we do editing for the sake of changing it can you hear me yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Sorry. You, you started giving me this look as if like... No, I know. Oh, I can't as we're talking about all this and how it's live and stuff, I was like, oh, I'll just check my audio levels. And they were doing something really weird. So <laughs> I, I gave it a weird look. So I apologize about Okay. That. You looked at your audio levels. <laughs> yeah. Candid, candidly, I'm uh, on one screen right now to, to mention the whole multi-monitor thing. So you and I have a live chat going so we can see each other's faces. Yeah. But every now and then I have to switch off so I'm not looking at your face. So at that moment, I just wasn't looking at you and I was doing a weird <laughs> face. <so. laughs> That's totally fine. <laughs> just wanted to make sure I'm not like yeah, messing something up. But, no, you were fine. Don't worry about it. Um, what was I saying? Something about live. Um, we are live to each other. Right. So That was a good moment to show that yeah, off. Yes. Um, yeah, but the editing that the editing that i i'm aware of is, is pretty much strictly just for making it sound clean and like audible as opposed to uh editing it to the point where it's just completely not what it was when we first recorded it right right so, yeah um and uh, but even with that in mind so i and this is also kind of uh alludes to my question earlier about um uh having a distraction of like streaming and having that persona be there rather than you being you and thinking about what your audience might be um, getting from your persona. Um, like even when we are recording now, I'm, I think I'm, I'm me to an extent, but I still 
like I have in mind that oh people are like they're not hearing me at this moment you censored to a certain amount but I get yeah I guess that would be it might not even be censored like or that is part of it at least but the other part is that I'm I'm just aware that um, these words are going to be heard right and so yeah. I well it's recorded I mean you know sit sit in a room with your your best friend and then put a tape recorder down and and click record you're not gonna have the same conversation with that yeah, friend that you exactly. would have had right like so yeah. th- there's obviously that going on in the back of your head. The best thing for a podcast to do is to forget about that mm-hmm. when you're talking. But you're right to some extent. You you, you can't totally forget about it. Yeah. yeah. So what help what helps me in that situation is you know us when we've been doing our um, the Marvel movie marathon episodes, like I think just because of the amount that we're invested in the movies pre podcast, right. like we we have. Um, we're definitely interested in them. We like them. That's why we chose to do those, to watch those movies and then uh, end up doing the episodes about them. Um, I think because when we get into the conversations, they, I think they tend to be a little bit more natural just because of how much we're invested in them. Whereas when we do these episodes, these other episodes, I think we are still invested. Like otherwise we wouldn't have these topics that we bring up. Um, Hmm. But for me, I'm, there's like, there's just that extra layer that I'm, I'm aware of. And I find that, so for me, just, with my experience like i've never been a streamer um but as somebody who knows i can be awkward when i when i know that there's a camera pointing at me or yeah if there's something that is recording me um like i have got this giant ball of a microphone the snowball mic with a red light (laughs) telling me like i'm capturing everything you're hearing and my webcam has a blue light telling me i'm capturing everything that you're showing me like (laughs) these layers to me are just like I like I feel like I'm on radar and I try to tear away from that but but right. sometimes it can be difficult so and like as I said this is me coming from the experience of not being a streamer but just doing these podcasts and right um actually I don't well, think about it like we didn't used to be like this because we used to record no I was gonna say we've done this is your 70th one but it actually hasn't been and this is probably your 30th or so podcast that Maybe we've done in this format like that yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's yeah about half half like we half used to be for anybody who doesn't know we used to be at the same table like looking into each other's eyes yes yes but kind of on an angle because i like we, we wouldn't sit directly across each other because we didn't want to get our voices into each other's mics right yeah oh, so, i forgot about that <laughs> and then i also didn't want to talk into the wall because i yeah. didn't want my voice to reverberate off the wall into your mic so oh, i would try so to funny. angle my position so that it's just like only going into my mic and nowhere else can it get into your mic forgot all about that yeah we gotta bring that back one day one day i'll come over and visit and we'll do a, a live in person one again nice. i wonder how much it would change or be the exact same because like, I, I feel like our podcast did not change all that much when we shifted i don't think it did no there might have been like a brief transition of like oh yeah we also like, had taken a break though i think it was like a, a four-month break or so in, the, in between that time yeah that's true um yeah. Uh, the only other thing I'll say is that with podcasting, the only thing that really changes you uh, in podcasting other than uh, Twitch streaming is in Twitch streaming, you don't typically have a stopping time or mm. something you're trying to get to, some kind of end goal or time limit. Yeah, That's funny. I mentioned this because we are actually at the end of this episode. Um, but you, when you're in a podcast, oh, it's totally fine. Don't worry. Sorry. Uh, when you're in a <laughs> podcast, um, you are well aware of what time it is. And I've noticed that in other podcasts too. Mm. There's nothing you can really do about it. You, you, you just try your best to get it done within that time limit. And uh, you watch the clock and you're hoping that it's, you're going to be somewhere around that sweet spot of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And you might notice it with the people where they're kind of rushing things along or they're slowing down if they can. If they have the time to slow down, they, they might ask another follow up question. Well, so how does that make you feel? You know, or they might just be, oh, OK, interesting. All right. Well, then, uh, hey, guys. And then they just move it on. Right. So, yeah. Right. Um, and I, that is something that you will find on a podcast and you won't find on a Twitch stream. Sometimes on a Twitch stream, they'll look and go, oh, wow, it's 1230. Holy smokes. Okay, we're only going to play for another half an hour or so. And then everybody goes, oh, okay. And that's about it, really, on a Twitch stream. But Ah, on a podcast, you start rushing it up. And that being said, um, I enjoy this podcast. I like what we've done so far. I'm not going to have my uh, topic in lieu of time, but also because my topic is not time sensitive. So it will most likely be my topic next time. And uh, that gives me a little bit more time to research it slightly more, although I had some notes. But I, it's fine. Now I don't. I, it's less work for next podcast. So. Okay, sure. But no, don't worry That's about good. it all. We we actually took up a lot of time in the news segment, anyways, talking about the video game news, which is good too, because there was also some some good topic stuff there too. So yeah, totally had, fine for that. We had a lot of news today. We had a a whole heaping amount of news. It was a news day. A whole news day. <laughs> uh. Anyways, um. So that's. 
that's all I got to say about that. Cool. Well, thanks for humoring me as my guinea pig streamer slash podcast influencer person. No worries. Question. I think we really made me sound a lot bigger than I really was. Uh, I, I'm, no, I'm by <laughs> no means famous. There was nothing that came out of that that was like all that fame or anything. I loved all my fans that watched the show. Uh, and to any of them that are still watching this, um, I've, we've got a few random comments from people that have somehow found me. Um, <laughs> and uh, I thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, I, I have no interest in going back into the Castaway Map Rush stuff. But uh, it was a really, really fun part of my life. And uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. You've heard it here, folks. He's never doing it again. <laughs> um, never no, say never, except for that. Uh, yeah, and, and aside from the whole like fame thing, I feel like that's that's also like an extra layer that would be kind of a separate topic when it comes to um, what it takes to be a streamer or, or what it's mm. like. Maybe 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 the words "what it takes yeah. to be a streamer" isn't quite accurate because it's more like "what is it? What is the experience like?" Because when you're a streamer or when you are somebody that records podcasts, um, you obviously have different um purposes or goals different things that you're trying to achieve with it and uh, and because you have different goals you're going to approach it differently so um yeah in terms of the fame thing that's i see that as kind of being like a separate thing that you have to kind of deal with because otherwise um like you everybody most people i think are going to start off um streaming not not already being famous they have to get to that point so they got to learn about what it's like to be a streamer first um hopefully they have some sort of knowledge that they've already gained uh, gained of what it is that they're going to stream so say like somebody just to pick up playing um league of legends and to start streaming that um like it would definitely help that they have some knowledge in the game it would probably help if they have kind of more of like an outgoing personality too um but those are just two things that i can see just off the bat that you would have to start off with and whether or not fame comes into play i think some of the questions that we brought up like how much you uh like it's got part of it could be like a mental game because like as you said like when this persona you it builds over time but it's not necessarily something that you force to build right it kind of maybe just gradually comes out as you begin to learn new things about your streaming and so um it's kind of like it could be like a endless loop of self-reflection and then um uh yeah that's that's just potentially one scenario of a streamer anyway so um, I, I think yeah, I really enjoyed being able to talk about this because I, I, I never really considered myself trying to stream. Like it's come up every once in a while because um, like I have some friends who, when I play games with them, they're streaming, and I thought, well, mm. like I could just easily do that because I feel I'm comfortable talking out loud um, right. sometimes. Although when I'm playing games, I'm so focused on the game that I can't talk, so it's kind of like a double-edged sword. But that's um, true. There is there's an art <laughs> to being able to commentate while you play which is unique and hard and tough and yeah. Yeah. A whole separate beast there, but yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, one yeah. thing we could do too is in the future, if you ever want to, you and I could stream a game that we're playing together. Um, put it under the whole Scumbar podcast kind of network. We should do that. Yeah. I'd be down with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would be too. One yeah. thing my, my fiance and I did in the past is we had done an Age of Empires match and she had recorded her version of it and I recorded mine. It was our match against each other. And we put that up onto our respected YouTube channels. And that was really popular. People really enjoyed that. Nice. Um, so we could do that. We could, You live stream it. And then you put the video up at the end. So it'd be fun. Okay. Is yeah. uh, I forgot. Is Minecraft, is that free to play on PC? Or are there any versions of Minecraft? Did I Minecraft say Minecraft? That's... No, no, no. I'm bringing that up. As oh. A uh, the, you, you can play the trial version of it. You won't be able to join servers, though, or anything. Mm, okay. Because I'm trying to think of, uh, like, I would say if I taught you to play league of legends and we did that as like a stream or something and then you taught me i was just thinking minecraft because that's what you used to stream but... oh i'd probably put you into some really weird games i'd put you <laughs> into like mountain blade or something <laughs> okay cool yeah but then again minecraft would always be fun too we could always have a minecraft world going that'd be fun yeah i think yeah. it'd be fun probably chaotic but fun probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well um let's leave it at that then uh and thoughts where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Anthos1. That's at A-N-T-H-0-Z-1. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Twitter at Mapbrush Gaming. You can also find me on YouTube at Mapbrush Gaming, where you can find this podcast in video format so you can watch it with your eyeballs. But if you want to listen to it with your earballs, you can listen on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on 
Balls. Spotify. <laughs> We're on balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually just recently got a Spotify membership, and uh, I I like for the first time. And was like searching stuff on Spotify, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we're on Spotify." <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, "Wow, there we are, cool." So yeah, um, we are on Spotify. So it, that's one of the easiest ones to find us. But we're also on iTunes, we're on Google Play uh, Store, Music Store, and all that. So mm-hmm. we're on pretty much any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Find us there. You can like our channel. You can give us five stars, uh, or five thumbs, or five thumbs, or you or know, five wh- whatever balls. heart or ball unique identifier they use just go for it <laughs> yes <laughs> um leave us a comment leave us a like uh and let us know what you think about the show what you'd like to see in the future if you want to see us do some streaming or anything like that that'd be a lot of fun mm-hmm. um if you want to email us you can email us at the scumbarpodcast at gmail.com you can send us an essay and we may or may not read it live on air as long as it's got a proper thesis um Ooh, and it has to have a full essay structure yeah so that means yes i want to see college essay structure you know yeah. i want to see three topics i want to see you to bring back those three topics in the conclusion as well yeah um also uh before i forget too we also have the marvel movie marathon uh episodes that we have coming out on this podcast it's a separate show where we're going through the marvel cinematic universe uh 22 films for phase one two and three so if you're interested at all in the marvel movies go through that with us because we're breaking down every single film and it's a lot of fun and the next episode is going to be the end of phase one i believe yes it's gonna be the avengers end of phase one so It's going to take us a long time to get through all these movies, but it's been really fun so far going through them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we're already at the end of phase one. Yeah. By next week, it's going to feel like we're going to be at the end of phase like 20 already. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just creating our own movies. True. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Anthos has got a little special psalm he's uh, prepared for you. Streamers are dreamers. The dreams of those laid out on the screens. The screams of the fans are heard all around. The roundness of your eyeballs feasts its desires on those screens. Psalm of Streamers. (laughs) I'm so glad you heard me say psalm and not song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I was like, like he's gonna think I said song but no you got it good I, job I'm glad you okay. didn't because I didn't want to have to sing about streamers <laughs> I'm glad I could just have it was spoken word it was well done sir alright good night everybody good night, good night. Good night. Good night.